Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about authentic empowerment. We talk about stepping into our allness, stepping into our fullness, the practices, the themes, the topics, the tips, the tricks, um, the ideas to support that. And hopefully also some of the energetic spaces and transmissions that help to support that. So kind of that stuff that happens in the unseen realms or the space beyond the left logical brain. This episode is one of those episodes. That was my intention, at least, as we stepped into this episode, um, which is about soul truths, making soul choices, how to know what the voice of the soul sounds like, right? Like deep, wise, intuitive self. What does that sound like? Versus something that might be an ego desire. Um, It's one of the, the most frequently asked questions in rewilding, in our workshops, in our retreats. And in our Q&As, in Inner Circle, it's a, it's a commonly asked question, and it's a beautiful question, and I love that we get to explore it today um, in this particular episode. By the way, I'm Sabrina Lynn, um, founder of Rewilding for Women, and it's, it's such a pleasure to be here. I know kind of at the end of the episode, I really go on a tangent about my gratitude and just how grateful I am for our community and for all of the women who are a part of rewilding in, in whatever way, um, you are a part of rewilding, whether it just be here on the podcast or it be in our Facebook group or it be, um, in our mystery schools, or you're one of those women who, who shares things and kind of helps to spread, um, spread what it is that we, we are hoping and our intention and aim is just is spread spread the light share the light um share the love the the shift the shift in consciousness the the rise or the the invitation of the divine feminine um coming through and, and whatever that means to you it can mean a million different things but um just before we dive into the episode really want to give a shout out to our community and say Uh, how grateful I am, how grateful the team, the rewilding team is. And it's pretty freaking spectacular um, what you all bring and and what gets co-created here. Uh, So I just am full of gratitude um, for for you, for you, for being here. Uh, This wouldn't be happening if it weren't for you. So, all right, enough of me uh, thinking and, and pouring out the gratitude. I will let you dive into this episode. There are a couple of YouTube clips, so if um, you're listening to this on audio, there's a couple YouTube clips. There's also, this gets recorded live in our Facebook group, so if you want to get in on the video stuff or even sit in circle as this gets recorded, um, join us. It's live. It's in our Facebook group. All you have to do is become a member of our Facebook group, and we just do that because that helps us to create that sacred container. I've tried to record these publicly outside of our Facebook group, and it is hilarious um, what it feels like to me when we're outside of the sacred container. Uh, It's very, very different. So that's why uh, these get recorded just behind one tiny little, uh, one tiny little sacred wall, if you like. Um, But any woman 
uh, is so very, very welcome to join us and to be on these lives with us if you feel called to it. All right. Otherwise, every other detail for anything that we talk about is on our website, which is just rewildingforwomen.com. All right. Enjoy, woman. I want to dive into things. We've got about 35 minutes together um, to go into the soul. Not a lot of time to go into something as infinite, otherworldly, deep, grace-filled, glorious, unlimited as the soul. <laughs> so I want to give it, um, I want to give it as much space as, as I can. That being said, because I'm inviting us to walk into this experientially, I'm going to invite you to, similar to what we always do, but it's really cut out the outside distractions, shift that barometer, right? It's like turning the radio dial. What is the radio dial, which is just your attention, your awareness, your focus. What is the radio dial focused on right now? So just take a quick moment. Where is that radio dial? Um, is it very much in the mental realm? Is it very busy, 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 busy? Um, is it somewhere else? Is it, where, where is the radio dial? Are you focused on outside things or what happened today or future events, past events? And, and see if you can just, like I kind of like just visualizing, right? It, it's whatever helps you to really um, energetically shift things, right? Via intention, via intention, via, I am now pouring all of my energy, all of my intention, all of my focus here in this circle. And I'm, and I'm doing that, right? You're doing it for you. It's for you. It's not for me. But in another way, just by you doing that shifts the whole energetics of our circle, shifts the whole energetics of what gets co-created in this space, in this moment, right? Not, not just for you, but for me um, and for the whole of our circle. Um, also, when you're listening to it later on, don't think, oh, I'm not a part of that. You are. By you shifting into this place, it will change what you hear. It will change where things flow into. It will change um, how these words and how the energy that we're stepping into um, where it lands in your system, how it lands in your system, what it will alchemically do for you, alchemically as in those deep places um, that creates alchemical change or those deeper openings or awakenings um, within. So I loved what Bianca said, deep womb voice to dial into. I think that's beautiful and that to me is like Bianca's marker, right? We all have a marker. Uh, and what is yours? And we're going to talk about markers today as well when we talk about soul, um, soul conversations, the voice of the soul, the feel of the soul. Um, so, man, and I feel so happy. Um, bring on the change, Sister Kylie. Heck yeah. So just shifting that dial. So using your breath, using your focus, using your awareness, even if it's simply deep belly breaths into that womb space or that horror, right? So, so I want to just go even deeper than the heart. And I want to just invite us all to breathe deep into womb space, deep into that area of the body. So breathing in deep into that place. So those of you who maybe have just joined or just found us on the live, we're just doing a little bit of a meditation um, to allow for the soul 
to come uh, to come out in a, in a in a clearer, louder way. It's almost like this invitation um, for us to listen via the soul, for us to it's soul speak, right? And so, just that deep breathing, getting very centered in yourself, really opening up womb space, really allowing that central channel. I know we work with that a lot in rewilding, allowing that central channel to be there. That's directly connected to soul, is that central channel. So just breathing that and dropping in, dropping in. This episode, I really very seriously invite us not to listen from that mental left brain logical realm. That is not the realm of the soul. That is not the realm of the soul. That is the realm of the ego, right? That is not um, what we're working to open toward today. So my intention is not to just talk about these different places, but to open that door, is to open the door for us to step one step closer to our soul, one step closer to that deep, authentic fullness that is us. We talk about allness, we talk about fullness, we talk about stepping into these places within self. Uh, I just need to start the other camera, sorry. Wow, isn't that wild that I think of it at that moment? Um, So when we start to move into soul truth, soul living, soul choice, soul desires. What happens is we don't lose the ego. I think this is where I want to start. I want to start with with this loving the ego. And I, I, I don't even like the word ego because it has so many connotations in our society around it, right? We judge it, we, we oftentimes deem it as bad and it's wrong and I want to destroy the ego and da 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 all of those things. But, but I want to love that part. I, 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 want, I want us all to feel into how important that part is, right? Let's define ego and soul before we sort of walk through these doors. So when we, Define ego, there's a billion different ways to do it, but I think what feels right in this moment is to define it as it's the part of, of it's what makes us separate. It keeps us separate. It, it defines me. It's, it's the roles, and, and there's a lot of different layers to the ego. Um, but one of the beautiful aspects of the ego is it's what allows you to operate in this world that we live in. So we have all decided to incarnate as, as humans and to have this existence in these cultures, in the society, in the collective consciousness that we are currently in. We, we've decided to have this experience. Whether you like it and you're loving your experience or you're not loving your experience at the moment, you've chosen on a very high level, so on a soul level, where mind sometimes can't comprehend, like why would I choose to do this? (laughs) But at a soul level, it's exactly what you want, is to be here in this moment now. So the ego is is essential. Without the ego, we'd be in a mental, Ward, right? We, we, we would be in a psych ward. It's an important part of us. But today what I want to talk about and what I want to invite us to do is to, to make this shift and to step into this way of being in ourselves, in our world, where 
the ego becomes the servant to the soul, right? So the ego is there and it's healthy and it's beautiful and it's brilliant, but it's, I like to talk about it, it's the passenger in the car. It's no longer, we can use bus, I like bus. Um, there's a lot of funny connotations with bus in rewilding like um, retreats at the moment, but it's not the driver of the bus anymore, right? And maybe for those of you who've been walking this path a long time, you can think back into your 20s or, um, I mean, age is, is, is not important, but think back years ago and how you, you lived. And it was very much e ego, it was driven by ego. And, and, and it was, that's who was in the driver's seat. That was the part of self that was driving the bus, right? Soul was kind of, you know, maybe in the back of the bus, hanging out like, wow, this is an interesting, there are some interesting choices we're making. You, you are chasing after what your parents told you was success. You're chasing after what society has told you was success. You're chasing after money that you actually don't even, that I don't even care about. Right? Or you're, you're chasing after some fairy tale fantasy of relationship, marriage, kids, white picket fence, 2.5 cars, all of that stuff. And, and the soul's just back and going like, all right, that's cool. You take your time. Um, you do your thing. And then, and then as we walk this path, right, that, that soul starts to move up a couple of rows. <laughs> it's no longer at the back of the bus. It's moving up, it's moving up, it's moving up, it's moving up. And then what happens is it, it kind of chucks the ego out of the driver's seat and the soul starts to drive the bus. The soul starts to drive the bus and the ego is sitting here going, how can I serve you? How can I operate in this world, manifest things, create things, be left brain logical? How can I help you to bring in exactly what you're desiring? How can I help you to experience, to create the things in life that you've come here to experience or to serve? Maybe you're at that place where you're, you're, you're in service to, right? And, it's, and the ego is like, how can I help you to serve? How can I help you to bring in your light? How can I help you to open to your allness, your fullness, everything that you are? all of your potential, all of your gifts. How can I help you? That is a completely different way of living. That is a, a completely different way of operating in this world, of creating in this world, of loving in this world, of being in relationship in this world, of raising babies in this world. That, when we feel this like empty, you know, like, oh, I just, I don't really feel fulfilled. Right? Or I know there's more. There's got to be more. It's like that nagging emptiness that, um, or, or, or oh God, I just don't feel like my job is right for me or, or this house is, is right or where I'm at is right. And that's oftentimes because the soul is giving you those hints and those clues like, hey, hey, this is what fills you. This is your full potential. This is what you're capable of. This is what's possible for you in this life. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk 
This is one of the most common questions that gets asked on rewilding retreats, workshops, in Q and A's, is 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 a question around what does the soul feel like versus what does what does not soul. I don't want to use the word ego. So what does soul feel like versus what does not soul feel like? When I, when I have a desire, what does soul desire feel like versus not soul desire? When I have a, a choice and I make a choice, what is a soul choice versus not soul choice? How do they feel? How can I tell the difference? What's, what are some markers? What are some signposts? How can I um, get better at this? How can I um, hone, hone my ability to stay in soul alignment more and 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 more? That's what I want to talk about. That's what we're going to do for the next, we've got 20 minutes together. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. Don't know if we're going to do questions. Oftentimes we do questions at the end, but I think we're just going to kind of go for it and hold off questions. Um, for those of you who really want to walk into things, really want to open the door to soul via alchemical practices, we're going to do that in Inner Circle just after this. So for those of you who are like, yeah, this is resonating, this is screaming at me, I'm vibrating all over the place, um, that's what we do in Inner Circle in an online workshop just after this. I know some of you here are already in Inner Circle, so we're going to go into Vesta. It's a particular Shakti, a particular goddess that supports soul truth, that supports soul work. So for those of you, even if you're not in Inner Circle, this is a beautiful archetype to work with this month. She's also conjunct the new moon. This is huge. She's not only conjunct the new moon, she's also going to be conjunct Neptune. It's beautiful. It's amazing. She's a focus energy. She's a soul purpose energy. She's, you can um, do meditations with her where it's the flame, right? You, you do a meditation with the flame of a candle, the flame, right? There's a purity. There's a divinity to her. Uh, she's a mystic. She brings us into our mystic. She brings us into alignment with soul truth. She opens that door, brings the alignment, but, but not only does she take us to it with her focus, she can bring it into the world. It's a beautiful goddess to work with, a beautiful Shakti to work with. Uh, it's high vibrational. Uh, so for, for all of us, she is a perfect archetype to work with over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so let's kind of come back to uh, this conversation that supports some of the deeper work that we might be partaking in over the next couple of weeks, stepping into soul truth. So, uh, and I, I love this, Carly. Yay, Vesta, goddess of the hearth and fire. Yeah, so I'll just speak about this for a quick second, is that's one level of her. So if you do lots of research, out there, you'll see that she's considered goddess of the home, of the hearth. She kind of keeps, um, hold on, I just want to say something about that, is that's, that's her surface level. That's her surface level Shakti. And it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and it's fabulous, but that's her surface level Shakti. When you come up to the next octave of what Vesta is capable of, she's priestess. She's priestess. She's mystic. Um, she keeps the flame lit so it's the inner flame that inner flame of truth 
um, the Vestal Virgins. That was part of the, the, the Vestal Virgins were the priestesses who kept the sacred flame going. That was part of what they did. So there's this higher octave, and when you start to work with that Shakti or that energy, in, in yourself and you invite that to rise up and you step into that energy, what it does is it awakens soul. Soul um, is one of the things that she does and allows us to bring that in. It, it brings us in touch with our, our inner flame, that, that soul flame, the soul truth. So um, I love her. <laughs> uh, I want to shift into... what it feels like so i want to go back to those questions so those questions that are often asked in in workshops and on retreats and in in lives and inner circle that that question around what does what 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 is soul truth soul choice soul desire versus ego truth ego ego desire so let me just kind of walk us into there and i want to invite you to feel so deeply into what's resonating with you what's coming up for you what, what hits, what lands, you gotta listen with soul truth though, right? So, so again, shut off all the distractions, drop in, drop in. We did a meditation at the start of this, drop in, drop back into that space, drop back into the womb, drop back into that central channel, drop back in to depths of self, truth of self. One of the most important things that we can do to build, I like to call it soul stamina, to build soul stamina, is, 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 for lack of a better way of saying this, is, is doing the de-rubbling, is doing the shadow work, is getting all of the unconscious patternings out of the way. That's a, part of, that's a part of this journey, and we can't talk about coming into soul alignment without talking about the, the de-rubbling, the, the, the purifying, the shadow work. Um, the more and more open, clear, uh, de-rubbled we get, the easier it is to hear the soul. The easier it is to hear the soul. Um, I know I'm kind of taking this into like another level here, and there's lots of podcasts on de-rubbling and shadow work and purifying, and you can do a little search on our blog page, on our, um, on our website for more that support this particular this particular aspect, but I want to keep going because I want to give you more. We might circle back to talk a little bit about this, but, uh, but just know that those blocks will block the voice of the soul because there's, there's maybe residual fear sitting in us or there's pain somewhere or there's hurt or there's woundings or um, there's rage that's sitting in there. And where those blocks are in our body or in our energetic field, where those blocks are, they will be so dense and so locked tight that even if soul whispered, a little whisper, it's like a soul whisper, even if you catch it, which oftentimes you can't even catch it because there's so much rubble and rock and armor and protection around, even if you do catch it, the defenses and the protective mechanisms will convince you that that wasn't true, right? How many of us have had that experience? And that's, that's a part of this, is that all of the defenses will kick in and go like, you are out of your mind, woman. You are not going to, to India, or you are not selling your house and moving, 
despite the fact that it's asbestos filled and it's actually making you really ill, right? Right? Can can you feel it? Um, so that's that's the importance of shadow work um, and and derubbling. Um, and there's I don't want to talk more about that. I want to keep going with this. Along those same threads, it's rigorous honesty. Rigorous honesty. It is it is us being honest despite the fact that it might hurt someone's feelings. It's us, especially in the feminine, right? How often do we compromise our truth because we, we love our families or we love our, our men or we love our women and, and we, we, so we compromise our truth because we, we love, right? And I, we, we love and we want them to feel good and we want them to flourish and, and we feel like if I uh, water this down or if I um, put your priorities over mine, I'm a, a good person. Wow. Feel that. Can you feel that? Where do you do that? When do you do that? Who do you do that with? Who? What friends? What family members? What groups? What, who do you do that with? When do you do that? Because here is a sole truth. When you fall out of alignment, you are now no longer in the highest good of every single person in this world, including that very person who you think you are doing something good for. You're not. That is a truth. That is a truth. It is a tough truth to swallow. It is one that we run circles around with our minds and we create all sorts of stories that that's not true. Here's the thing. If it's in your highest good, it is truly in your highest good. It is always in the highest good of every single person on this planet. Always. If it's truly your highest good, you have to get to that place though. You have to know this is truth. This is soul truth. If it's in your highest good and you deny that, you're denying that husband, that wife, that child, that family member, that boss, that, that group of women you're in or that group, that, that group you're in, you're denying them. You're not just denying you, you're denying them. You deny the whole of everything, soul truth. You're denying light. You're, de you're denying it. This is huge, huge. Because we are not taught to do that. We were not told that truth. We were told the opposite of that. We were taught very different patterning. We, from a very young age, right? From a very young age, it was ingrained in us to operate in a very different way, right? It was, let me put your needs above mine because that means I'm being a nice person and then everyone's gonna like me and that's what I really need is everyone to like me. Garbage, garbage, old, that's ego. That's, when we talk about what is the difference between soul living and ego, it's that. Can you feel that? I want to move on. I could go off on a tangent about this, but I want to move on. 
that rigorous honesty with self, right? We have to be so honest with ourselves, so very, very honest and doing whatever it takes to get to that place of honesty. But here's the other thing. In that honest place, being honest, there is no judging. We don't get to judge the soul. We don't get to judge soul truth. We all have such a harsh critic in us. We are so critical of ourselves. We are such judges. We, we, hold, we hold so much around right and wrong, good and bad. And, and that's not even real. But it's to not judge because we're judging it from a very analytical, very old patterns. We're judging it from from family patterning we absorb. We're judging it from social conditioning. We're judging it from a place that can't freaking handle the truth, <laughs> right? What's that movie? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I can't believe I just brought that in. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a no judging aspect and an absolute compassion. There's a compassion to those truths, to soul, to soul. Because when a soul truth comes out, it may make no sense. It may make no sense at all but we have to be okay with that. Left brain logical mind wants it to make sense. It wants it to make us money. It wants us to be logical. It wants it to fit into my life. It doesn't want to rock the boat. It doesn't want to cause massive change in my life. It doesn't want to do those things, right? So there's that component of it. Um, there was something else I wanted to say around that. Yes, this is what I want to move into next. When it's a soul truth, it also oftentimes requires a detachment from the outcome of what taking that soul truth action means, right? So if, um, so for instance, um, I, a soul truth that I very much feel that I cannot let go of is, um, our next move in rewilding is, is a retreat center in Colorado. I cannot get rid of that. It is a soul truth. My mind cannot comprehend why that is so strong or what, I, I have no idea. I see one thing. I, that's all I see. I don't see what that means. I don't see what unfolds because of that. I don't see profit in that. I don't see anything. I see nothing. This is an example. All I know is that from where I'm standing, the next step that I can see, point A, right? I'm at zero, I need to go from, let's say I'm at A, B. I always talk about it this way. So I'm at A, all I see is B. I don't get to see C, D, E, F, G, H, I, Z. I don't get to see that, I want to. I would really like to, would make it so much easier if I could, but I can't. Right? I need to get to B. I need to make that happen, right? Ego comes in service to the soul, even if it makes zero sense to me, right? And it seems all sorts of wildly strange to do that. I have to get to B. Then C gets to open up. I can't just stand at A wondering, like, well, I'm not gonna do B because <clears throat> I don't know what C or D or what that leads to. How often do you do that? How often do we do that? This is a complete reprogramming of how we make choice. It's a complete reprogramming of how we live our life. It's a completely different way of living our life. It's in trust. 
It's in trust of a divine wisdom that the left brain can't comprehend, right? It's absolute, it's, it's the trust in something that is so much wiser, so much bigger than me, so much bigger than what this little tiny guy can comprehend, right? But because I've done and I've walked this path and I live my life this way, I don't get so uncomfortable having the ego in the passenger seat. So the ego's in the passenger seat like, huh, this looks like a pretty wild ride. Can't comprehend why the hell we gotta do this. Don't know why, but I've trusted you to make right and left turns for a good long time and I'm, I'm all right here. I'm just gonna sit back, you tell me what you need. You tell me if you need me to figure out the finances. You tell me if you need me to figure out whatever. Right? Left brain logic. Put it to work. Let it do something in service to this, though. In service to this. Get this. Then put this guy to work. Then put him to work. Right? Even if he has no idea what it's for, you don't get to see B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Right? It's the, I, I like to call it the breadcrumb trail. So the soul path. It's like a breadcrumb trail. You get one breadcrumb at a time and you have to get to that breadcrumb before the next breadcrumb appears. It's, you don't get the whole loaf. It's not like, oh, here's the loaf. You're done. I mean, when you get the loaf, I think you just die. It's game over. So it's, it's following the breadcrumb trail. Um, I'm really trying to keep this on point because I've got like all of these different things I want to talk about. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is... When we are listening to the soul, so I want to talk about listening to the soul and what the soul sounds like and maybe some ways that we can get closer to the soul, um, ways that will help us to hear, to see what is B, where's the breadcrumb trail, what is, what is B, what is the, that next step? Um, and, and so I want to just kind of end on that. We've got another like five minutes together. So that's what I want to end on is give us some some tips and things that will help. <laughs> One is make the time to remove yourself from the outside influences. Make that time. Make that time, what, whatever that means for you. It might be meditation. It might be a walk in the woods by yourself. It might be a, a weekend trip away. It might be a retreat. It might be whatever it is for you find the space where there are no or there are little outside influences right or find the space where the outside influences are inviting you to walk into your soul so if you don't know how to walk into your soul find the spaces that invite that door open and hold it here this is soul. This is soul. It's in this place. It's in this place. I invite you to step into it. I invite you to step into it, right? Find, find those spaces. Find those people that hold it open for you, right? Uh, so it's removing the external influences, right? If mom has a serious freaking hold on you or your partner has a serious hold on you, 
you, where you're at, be compassionate for where you're at. Do not beat yourself up over this. Do not go, oh, oh man, I'm such a bad person because my mom controls everything in my life. No, 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 no. Honor where you're at. Honor, honor it. Be truthful about it, right? Okay, these people in my life have strong influence on me. It's okay. It's okay. I'm aware of it. Now I'm stepping into my power. I am in an empowered place because I'm aware of it. Now, what can I do to start to release some of that hold? What can I do? It can be tiny little baby steps, right? It might be every morning I'm taking 20 minutes to meditate and then I'm going to feel into making decisions for my life. Every morning I'm going to take a walk outside in nature by myself, not listening to anything. And I'm going to just breathe my body and I'm going to feel what is true for me. Not what's true for them. Not what's true for my family. Not what's true for my boss at my job. What is true for me, 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 me time, me time. And you are not being selfish. We have to get rid of this shit around. It's selfish for me to do self care. Why is self care such a big freaking thing? It is not selfish to do self-care. It is one of the most important things that you can do is you stepping into your allness, you stepping into your everything, because I can promise you, you will raise your babies in a very different way. You will love your lover in a very different way. When you are taking care of yourself, when you are soul aligned, do you have any idea of how that radiates out into the world? What you create then, the, the, the way you illuminate others, every single thing in your life changes when you live from this place. So let's, let's let go of this feeling guilty for self-care or feeling guilty for giving ourselves an hour of our day to drop in and to be with ourselves. Figure it, we, we, just, we just need to put, I don't wanna hear excuses. I don't wanna hear excuses. We make time for the things that we feel are priorities. All we need to do is shift it to be a priority, to not have the guilt. Do you hear the rubble? Do you feel the rubble, right? Where's the guilt? What family patterning do we absorb that told us it is not good? Or what social conditioning do we absorb that says it's not good as a mother if I take a one hour thing to myself today, what, right? That's the rubble I'm talking about. That's what I was talking about earlier when I said we need to get rid of the shit. We need to do shadow work. We need to de-rubble. We need to let go of all this social conditioning, all of these patterns, because even some of them are preventing you from taking one hour to yourself one hour to yourself, or maybe it's a, I want to do this online workshop. And some of those social patterns are, well, I was told that that's not really a priority to work on myself. It's not really a priority to come into my soul. So eh, I'm not going to do it. Despite your soul is like, Hey, Hey, like next big thing is get into this space, do this workshop, go to this place, whatever it happens to be. Right. Do you see that? Um, Last thing I want to end on, I have to be very conscious of time. Um, so for those of you who are ready and wanting to go into this in the experiential way, we're going into inner circle in 20 minutes. So that happens on the hour. Um, and you can do that on our website. And you'll be in by the time we go into the workshop that supports this. We go into Vesta. We go into everything that we're talking about, it's like the energetics and the door opening. So when I talk about the door opening, here's the container. That's what we're going to go stand in. That's what we're going to go stand in. It's soul work. It's not mental. I'm not going to talk anymore um, other than to take us into these spaces. Um, so for those of you who are ready to do that, go do that. Um, I want to end on this. 
know thyself. I say this all the time. Know thyself, know your markers. Know your markers, know your markers, know your markers. What does it feel like when you make a soul decision? What does it feel like when that intuitive hit comes up for you? Because it will feel different to you than it will feel to me. It will arise differently for you than it will for me. It's very, very different for all of us. Get to know them, reflect back on, okay, when I made a soul choice, what did it feel like? What did it feel like? Those are your markers. Those are your markers. When I made, when I didn't listen, to what I knew was deep wisdom, soul wisdom, when I didn't listen and I made a choice from, from ego, let's say, or from left brain logical talk to me out of it, what did it feel like? What happened? What does that feel like? Find the markers. Find the markers. Does it happen in your body, right? Does your belly start to get all like achy and weird and you're just like, oh man, like this isn't sitting well. This doesn't sit well if I'm, if I'm making the decision from an ego place. Versus when I'm in a soul place, there's, there's, a, there's a lightness to it, maybe. There's a deep knowing to it, maybe. There's, it feels different. It feels, know your markers. Know your markers, know your markers, know your markers. Reflect back. What do each of those places feel like for you? Um, the last thing I wanna say is trust when there's nothing. So also to trust when there's nothing because that is perfection in itself, right? So I know I talked earlier about trusting it despite being able to see the outcome, but it's also trusting it when there's nothing, when nothing's arriving. That means there's nothing to do in this moment. That means it's not there yet. It's not ready to drop in. It's not ready to be made manifest. It's not ready. It's, it's out here. It's out here somewhere. And it's just not ready. It's not ready. So if, you're, if your practices are solid, if you've got good, strong connection with soul, right? You're, you're, you, you've got your markers down pat. You know what it feels like when it's that deep intuitive wisdom versus when it's like ego nyeh, 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 doing its thing. You know. And when you drop into that place and there's nothing there, that's perfect. And to be absolutely okay that there's nothing there, to not push for something to be there, because that's stepping over here into left brain logical ego place, right? So being here and it being okay to be here and waiting, waiting, waiting. There is such wisdom. If we think about the cycles, the, the natural cycles of, of, of the seasons, there's a winter. There's a winter for a reason. We need a winter. Um, and our, our like cultures have wanted us and, and have pushed us to be in summer and autumn all of the time. All of the time. We're just fully in blossom and then we're harvesting all of the time, all of the time, all of the time. No, we need a winter. Um, so also just honoring when there is a winter, honoring the silence, honoring the nothingness, honoring that void, honoring that place of... Um, the liminal, I love that word, the liminal space, right? It's like the, the cocoon, the caterpillar in the cocoon. I always think of, like I sometimes get in these places where I'm just like, oh, I'm just like a gooey nothingness inside of me. I'm just like this mess 
and it really literally feels like I'm in a cocoon, like morphing um, into the next thing. The, the, but nothing's formed yet. So, so us being okay um, with being in that, in this transition. Okay, my loves, thank you um, for being here. Thank those of you who are here live, those of you who listen later, those of you who might be watching later. I love what we do here. I love you all. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So when I say that this is a co-creation and I'm so freaking grateful for it, I am because this wouldn't be happening. Our Facebook group wouldn't be happening. Um, our retreats, our workshops, the, the sacred spaces that we get to open to, the temples that we get to create all over this world, the, the Colorado Retreat Center. <laughs> None of these things would be happening um, if we weren't all co-creating this together. And your support means the world to me. I know a lot of you have been sharing rewilding things and, um, and, and hopping on social media and hanging out with us and sharing things. And I want you to know that it doesn't go unnoticed and it does not go unappreciated. Every time, um, every time you share something, we see it, we feel it. I, I see it, I feel it. Um, and I am so damn grateful for that. Every time you invite a woman to come to circle, um, it, it's, 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 it's what we're here for. It's, it's part of what rewilding is here for, is not to just keep it a very small, intimate circle like we used to with the divine feminine wisdom, right? We used to hide in a cave and it was like five people sitting around and we're like, gotta be secretive, gotta be quiet about this, can't really share it because they're gonna kill us. And that's not what we're here to do. Some days I really wish. Like, there's a lot of times I've really wished it was that way. Um, but we're really, really called to, um, to, share, to share the feminine wisdom, to share the practices, to share soul-centered way of being out. And so I see you, I feel you, and I'm so grateful for every workshop you've come to, all of you who do inner circles or have done online workshops for, with us or... Uh, are just sharing things, are just being present in the Facebook group and leaving comments and, and really amazing content. Uh, I'm so grateful for it. We are working our butts off to, to, uh, to raise things up to the next sort of place that we're being called to in rewilding. So kind of the next level of the energetics. Um, and you're all so very much a part of that. And uh, you, ma you make all of this happen. And I'm so grateful. Um, okay. I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, I'll see some of you in the workshop and our next live stream will be in two weeks. So we're going every two weeks. Now, the next one will be on a Sunday in Australia, so a Saturday. We're sticking to the weekends, but we have a photo shoot tomorrow. Uh, those are not my favorite things in the world, <laughs> but we need a new website. That's part of us taking things up to the next level. So no more stock photos. Uh, it's it's uh, how can we capture the essence and the, the, the truth of what it is that we do um, in rewilding and workshop, whatever. Uh, so anyways, all of that to just say we will be sticking to weekends as much as possible where it's a Saturday, Sunday for everyone in the world. Um, this is just a little bit of a different one because of that thing, that thing we gotta do tomorrow. <laughs> okay, that's it. I love you, I love you, I love you, and I will see you when I see you.